Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brendan McCullough. How's it going, Bren? It's going all right. It's it's cooling off a little out here in LA. Instead of 97 degrees, it's 94 degrees. It's real nice. Nice. It's not. It's still real balls hot. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, just... I was going to say, oh, you're lying to me? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm a liar. That's why I'm in oh, LA. God damn it, that makes it's, sense. It's just been like... I think in early June, it was like, ah, it's a bit of heat wave. We're going up to like 100. And almost all of July has been like 90 degrees, like as a high, like the entire month. It's like, man, this sucks. <laughs> God, wasn't there a boy band called 98 Degrees? Oh, there was. Yeah. And I don't then know the why. one guy married Jessica Simpson. Did he really? <laughs> oh, yeah. that's right. Oh, my God. And they had a TV show. They my sister show was a him. big fan of it. <laughs> It's one of those things where it's like, why is this a show and why are people like fanatical for it? But like some people were know. really into it. She was. She had the DVDs and everything. Uh, that's why? Really funny. I don't know. And she has a picture where she met her. I'm like, oh, that's fun. Uh, but yeah, that's how this episode's starting. <laughs> <laughs> did you expect yeah, a coherent thought? You nope. should know by now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I never know what to expect when we hit record, but that's the thing. Uh, this is a video game podcast for anybody new. Uh, there is some pretty cool stuff going on. Uh, Bren, do you want to maybe start this one off? Is there anything uh, jumping out at you before we get to uh, the show topics and stuff? Uh, biggest thing for me, it's, it's I'll say it's for me because <laughs> I, don't, I don't know anyone else who's actually played this game uh, personally. But there's a Making of the Spiritfarer documentary out about oh, damn. the game Spiritfarer. Yeah. Um, and they premiered it on the Escapist YouTube channel, which I believe the Escapist like helped produce it, put, 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 <laughs> uh, produce it and publish it. Like so, they're the ones like hosting it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's about like an hour long documentary about the video game Spiritfarer, and it's much like the video game, it's very good, and I very much enjoyed watching it. Um, so anyone who was curious about Spiritfarer or wanted to see how stuff went on like behind the scenes, uh, highly encourage watching it. It's really good. And, God damn it, that game is very good and an emotional kick to the nads. That's awesome. So, yeah, it was really cool seeing it. Because I remember playing it, they say like in the credits, like, ah, this character was kind of inspired by this person in my life. Or, you know, I said uh, the developers used people they knew as like the spirits in the game. And right. It's cool seeing the people that made those characters and talk about like, ah, this person was based off my uncle, who was really like really fighting for like union rights and worked with his coworkers a ton and was like saw them all his family is really good and he's a great generous guy he loved cooking he was a hard worker and then he just disappeared out of my life one day and i've never really gotten closure it's like oh man yeah Fuck. <laughs> so it's cool being able to put a face to like the developers and stuff and yeah uh thunder lotus studios they made uh uh jotun spiritfarer sundered like three three games 10 out of 10 like they, they're all fantastic games uh Jotun's a boss rush sundered is like a platformer castlevania or metroidvania yeah i think we covered all of them over the course yeah. of this podcast definitely Jotun comes to mind i played them all and they're all fantastic i genuinely believe every game they've made is if not perfect like way up there so yeah, yeah small studio that's just killing it every time they make something and it's Really cool seeing them get the recognition, I think. Yeah, definitely. This is definitely deserving of a documentary, for sure. That's so cool. I like to imagine this story going untold. I'm glad they uh, covered this stuff. 
Yeah, especially with a game like this where there is so much like emotional weight to it, especially with the yeah. person investment into it, it's great hearing like more about it rather than like you know, uh Limbo, where it's like, hey, Limbo's a great game, not knocking that, but it's like I can't imagine there's a ton of personal investment of like the developer's history in the game. Um and Spirit Fighter has that like extra layer of it and stuff, and there's still more content being uh, put out for Spirit Fighter's DLC currently and i think there's two more spirits they're making for it uh so i'll probably go back to it once all of it's out and yeah it's it's still a phenomenal game and i definitely highly recommend anyone playing it it's 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 great for people who aren't really into video games that much because there's no pressure there's no time limits there's no rush it's really like the platforming can kind of get a little tricky but even the platforming is not essential to the plot it's more of like for extra bonus stuff if you want to do all the platforming puzzles to get like this bonus secret thing, you can. But if you want to just play the story, there's not really that much challenge to it. Right. But it's just a very chill, grounded, like relaxing game, and it's just it's great seeing more information about it. Cool. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Good thing yeah. to shout that out. Um, well, as far as the games we've been playing, I guess I'll start off with me because it's not too much, but I did do uh, the Kingdom Hearts 1.5 any percent speedrun challenge for my Twitch channel uh, the other day, and that went very well, surprisingly. I remember when I first <laughs> started out, I was thinking to myself, it's like, my goal is to be under five hours. It would be even cooler to be under four, uh, and I was thinking that's really uh, unrealistic, but we'll see. Turns out I was under four. Uh, my nice. end, my end time was three hours and forty three minutes, and I was like, "Damn, I'm really happy with that." So yeah, it yeah, went yeah. really smoothly. There was a few hangups, of course, uh, things that I was expecting to get stuck on, uh, but not too long. Uh, I guess it was Riku one or not Riku one, Riku two, and uh, fuck, what was it? Ansem two. I was getting hung up on, and it was just like, mm. "God damn it!" But I was having a lot of fun, and the people in chat were very encouraging. There were like at the one moment, oh my god, the way the stream started too. There's a there's two or three, I think three or like two and a half really uh, unskippable yeah. cutscenes that you can't do anything about. Yeah. One of them being the very opening of the game, and during that, uh, my one viewer, uh, nostalgia collectible, decided to spend the thousand bits to play the five minute long clip <laughs> of Donald Duck singing "Simple and Clean." <laughs> and what was interesting is. It actually, I, I muted the game audio. Yeah, I muted the game audio for the viewers, but I was seeing how it like synced up and it was pretty spot on. I was like blown <laughs> away and it was just a really bizarre experience. That's how we started the speed run uh, with Donald singing it instead. And most of my viewers are used to that at this point because it's just like a common th- occurrence at this point because they're crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, it was really fun. And I think at one point someone also did do the uh, goofy singing uh Evanescence bring me to life and I was like god oh, damn right. it we don't need this either uh, but no and it was insane trying to focus during both of those uh, moments because it's like I'm trying to not fuck anything up here <laughs> but uh, no it was a lot of fun and I overall look back on it as a success and uh, not never doing that again but I can say I did it <laughs> You check that off your list. Was there one like world or level that was like particularly like, God damn it, Winnie the Pooh, you gotta speed this up, you gotta go right. a little faster or like because I know the bosses point. always suck. I think most people would like insta think of like Monstro the whale and stuff, but no, honestly, mm. that was a breeze. I like flew through that. I'm trying to think yeah. where I struggled the most. Uh 
Little Let's Mermaid, see. Oh, you know what it is? Uh, honestly, you sk- I skipped Little Mermaid and uh, uh, the Coliseum in my run since it's any percent. Uh, so yeah, I just yeah. uh, there's a couple of worlds that I skipped those two specifically. The world that bothers me the most or like is the most challenging time sink, in my opinion, is Agrippa because some of the bosses like uh, specifically uh, fuck, what's his name? Jafar. Uh, mm-hmm. Jafar. He gets. The, the first time you face him before he becomes a genie, there's this moment where he can just fly across the map anywhere he wants. And there's like, as a speedrunner, it's so infuriating. I've seen a few strats where you can kind of just like lock him down and like just like get him in the loop where he doesn't go anywhere, but I'm not that skilled yet. Yeah. Uh, so I was just like, I'm just going to have to take him out the long way. And boy, it's so frustrating because he will literally taunt you, be like, as you're approaching him on this one platform, as you get there, he flies to like the opposite side of the mat and goes like, <laughs> over here. And I'm like, bitch, I'm like trying to beat you as quick as possible. And you're making this like a really long accord. So yeah, it's, that is frustrating. And then, uh, just like some of like the navigation in that area too. It's like, oh, go here, uh, unlock this thing, go to Aladdin's house, trigger this. And then once you get to like the cave of wonders, it's like, oh, you got to navigate through these areas. Like I have it pretty down pat through like, like the back of my hand. But, uh, for anybody getting into it, I could see that being very daunting. So yeah, Agrabah is a bitch. Uh, I don't think uh, Halloween Town's too bad because it's very much just back and forth between Finkelstein's lab and the cemetery. You go, like, mm. do a couple fetch quests. And then the most challenging thing is actually uh, – well, it's not challenging, uh, but it's a pain in the dick. Uh, Oogie Boogie fight. That one sucks oh, yeah. because that's another, like, just uh, RNG just, like, takes up a lot of time and he trolls you the whole time. Yeah. And then after that, you have to, like, take out, like, these orbs throughout the house. Like, you're kind of, like, destroying the entire Oogie Boogie's manor. And, like, there is, like, a strategic way to go up the – the the house in order to take them all out at once and if you know that it's not that bad but uh yeah again it's it's definitely challenging and it was daunting i remember when i just first said it in passing like oh kingdom one's uh kingdom hearts speed run that sounds fun right and it's like oh wait what does that all entail and it's like well i did it and it was really not a bad run all things considered even when i looked it up on how long to beat.com it was like oh like rushed 17 hours or something i was like what i guess that's like obviously people aren't skipping cutscenes and everything but like even still something felt wrong about that maybe i don't know i think that's like a hundred percent sort of because there's there's yeah. how long to beat is like how long to beat and get like all the collectibles and do all the bonus stuff it doesn't really account for speed runs like in particular yeah i wish they should add that to like as like a little category or something but I'm yeah sure i'm sure there's a speed run like website like specifically dedicated to speed runs yeah, I think I saw one on YouTube somewhere. Someone was like, like two hours and ten minutes for Kingdom Hearts or something. I'm like, good God, yeah. how? Just actually how? Some some people find we we're talking about those little small incremental things where it's like, ooh, this saved me like half a second. They add up, and you got to do all of them like perfectly precision. Yeah, and it eventually adds up and will shave like ten whole seconds off your time. Yep, definitely. And there was a few of those that I opted out of. Like, uh, I didn't even fuck with Dumbo the summon because, like, there's a few areas you can use him to fly to different areas. And I'm like, nope, I'm just going to go the long way because I'm going to fuck it up. So. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you risk, uh, risk spending more time if you mess it up. Exactly, for sure. But yeah, so I'm considering that a success and it was a lot of fun. We'll see if I ever uh, attempt another speedrun. Before that, all I ever really fucked around with, with speedruns was uh, Mario 64. Mario, yeah. yeah. So that was a fun little experience and it was all thanks to the twitch community i have so thanks to you guys nice yeah, yeah it's it's was it really different playing a like quote more modern game with kingdom hearts than like mario 64 or it's like you speed run by abusing the glitches and like yeah 
it was just weird playing an RPG in general because it's like, oh, and now I have like I have to go to this shop and sell this item and buy that item. There's honestly very little uh, shopping, which was surprising considering how RPGs are. Uh, but then uh, the other thing was just like menu management of just like I gotta quickly go through the menu. That was another thing with the gummy ship. It's like I had the Oh, delete yeah. my m- gummy ship entirely uh, to remove <laughs> all armor because the armor actually slows you down. And then you just put down just a cockpit, just an engine, and maybe a gun if you're uh, feeling spicy. Honestly, by the end of the game, you're going <laughs> to need the gun. But like early on, you could just dodge shit. But yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it, yeah. And I that's as a Kingdom Hearts player, I never fucked with the gummy ship menu ever. I would just go default yep. the entire game because I'm like, ah, eh, this isn't for me. It's I know there's it. it's like perfect for like people that love customizing thing. In fact, some people in chat were like, oh, growing up, my friends were like all about like having like the most decked out gummy ships and shit. I'm mm-hmm. like, man. Makes me feel like I missed out on something. Fuck. <laughs> I should have just done that. I don't Not know. Really. Exactly. It's just like a goofy little, uh, if you want that, it's there for you. Uh, but yeah, it's funny how, yeah, you do benefit from speed if you get rid of all the armor and start with just a cockpit and an engine. So I was like, all right, I'm going to do that for the run. And it, it did seem to work. So yeah, all in all, had fun. Nice. I mean, that's what matters. But yeah, God, Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> yeah. That's a game to do it for. Oof. Exactly. Um, I have no other reason to play that ever again. <laughs> but how oh, about you, Brent? You'll, or, get, you'll get wistfully nostalgic for it and just play through all of them all over again. Uh, no, you know what I'll way. do? I think I saw you song, uh, former guest of the podcast. He's also a streamer. He was uh, playing, uh, I think, a level one run of Kingdom Hearts, where it's just like you never level up past level one and try to beat the game. And he was on like Riku Fight 1, and I'm or Riku Fight 2, and I'm just like thinking to myself... How? <laughs> <laughs> I remember a buddy of mine did that back with uh, Fable, the original Fable back on the original Xbox. Because uh, me and my friends got really into that game series for a while. And he beat all of Fable with just the stick you get as a kid in the tutorial area. That just pisses me just off. Like, How? <laughs> and like he still had magic, I think, because some boss fights require ranged weapons. Right. So he had like like chain lightning but like at level one or something like the the as minimal as he could yeah and yeah he bought the he beat the boss of the game jack uh jack jack of blades yeah that's um, it with just a stick and i'm just like why <laughs> you, dude it ha- you know that fight had to take like three hours of just like yeah, hacking so away long. of the the health of, and just like dodging and even oh my if you God. have the skill to do it the weapons aren't meant to do that. Like, the stick does one damage or something. Like, it does so little yep. damage, you have to hit them, like, a thousand times. So, yeah, it's just the patience to do it. I'm just like, nah, man. Nah. Never. <laughs> Never in a million years. Oh, my God. That's Fable's insane. great. I don't have the patience for it to play that much, though. But that's the thing. There's no real achievement for that other than just no, say I did just that. just bragging yeah. rights. And you yeah. can't prove it, so you could easily just be lying. True. So it's just like that's how I beat Dark Cloud, everybody. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with the dagger, you know. Could, could my friend have actually done that? Sure, possibly. I'm sure it's possible to do that. I don't know why the hell you would, though. But yeah, it, yeah, I'm sure it's possible. Much easier to lie. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, that's really all I've been playing. I've been playing some Fall Guys, but honestly, been fucking up. Ha- haven't been getting crowns. The new season is lit. I think we already talked about it, but yeah, the the yeah. new final is a lot of fun. But uh, again, just lots of RNG with uh, the maze and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But how about you? I've actually been cracking open some new stuff. 
listeners might remember how I talked about playing Devil May Cry 5 for the longest time. Yes. Still not playing that. Oh, uh, <laughs> damn it. Where did that go from? Gotcha. Because uh, I just remember I keep saying, like, I'll get into that someday, and then I'm picking up new games and not playing it. That's funny. Um, playing uh, Knockout City still. There's a new season coming out. They're kind of doing, like, a send-off for the first season where it's, like, night mode, where it's, like, all the levels are at night, and there's a lot of, like, uh, holographic, like, images and stuff, like, on all the buildings and stuff, like, lit up and moving. Um, and it's, like, double XP for the remainder of the season, so if you just want to hop in and grind, you know, easy XP, you can do that now. Nice. Um, and it's a cool little send-off. It's, it's cool. They're, you know... What's the word I'm looking for? They're tweaking stuff. They're adjusting stuff. They're changing stuff constantly. There's like a two, like two v two v two mode now. Um, there's like a one on one mode. There's modes where it's all special balls, no regular balls, and they keep it fresh. Like it changes like every week, and they give you new challenges and stuff. And I'm part of a crew, so we're trying to do those and stuff. Um, it seems like there's always one challenge that's way harder than anything else. Uh, so one of the challenges was like with teammates or with crewmates die fewer than four times in a match and uh each match goes to 10 points so it's like it's it's pretty rough with three people and various skill levels to die less than four times in a match uh total Uh, right but then like we did that we're able to get all those done and then the new uh, contracts came out and one of the new challenges is uh in ball form so anyone doesn't know you can ball up yourself and a teammate can throw you as a ball and it's more powerful but if the enemy catches you in ball form, you're trapped in there. So, you, you know, it's a, it's a risky play. Right. Uh, one of the new challenges is, in ball form, travel a million feet. Hmm. <laughs> wow. That's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. So it's it's between the whole crew, so everyone that does it contributes to it. So it's not Okay, well, that, I even, that's what I'm trying to say. A million. That's a lot it's, of zeros. Yeah, so we're like, okay, maybe like maybe we move around a lot more than we realized. I played a game with a crewmate, so I was getting the points for it, and I was actively trying to do that. So like anytime I was rolling around and I wasn't at risk of being captured by the enemy, I would be in the ball form to try and just get those points, get the yeah. mileage. I got maybe a thousand feet in a round in one like in one full round, I got maybe a thousand feet out of a million. And I'm just like we only got like until Tuesday to do. We only got like four more days. This one's not happening. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you would have to just throw your match and only be in ball form with all three, like with two other crewmates, the entire time for all three rounds. Like, I don't know how people will do that one. <laughs> so there always seems to be one challenge that just stands out as way harder than the rest. Yeah, that's crazy. That's uh, yeah, that's a big ask. Yeah, uh, but they also did a stream where they previewed what's going to happen next season. They're having a new stage where it's like at the movies and it's basically the hollow deck of Star Trek where it's just like a flat level and the stage will change throughout. So it'll go to like a haunted castle, uh, a zombie apocalypse, uh, like a spy, like, you know, big corporate building sort of thing. So the level will change around you as it like builds up and it goes down and it builds up and it goes down. Uh, so that's an interesting idea. That's going to be one that'll take a while to get used to. And then they have a, a new dodgeball they're introducing, where it's like a soda ball, where it's like uh, the squids from Mario Kart, where it'll, okay. blind, it'll blind the character on screen for a few seconds. Nice. So it's cool seeing them doing new stuff and introducing new balls and stuff and new modes. 
it's still it's real fun. It's really fun with like other teammates and stuff. I have one friend who's like really into it, so she's kind of like dragging us into it and stuff. <laughs> um, it's really fun, but good god, is it buggy? Even this far out of launch, no. it's still really buggy, and it's like, oh, my game crashed and it can't open. Oh, my game crashed and it's still running, but it's frozen. And I can't close it now, and now I have to restart Steam or my whole computer. So it happens pretty frequently. Or like you'll get into a match, and it has like in the corner, like looking for a match. You'll join a match, get into the match, play a few seconds of the match, and then the thing at the bottom says like looking for a match will say match found, and it'll yank you out of that match and throw you into a new match. Oh, yikes. And like that's happened multiple times. So it's like, or my friend playing uh, the other day. Everyone was default skins and default like taunt animations and default like everything, like including me for the whole match, but I was fine. So it's a really fun game. It's really not polished though. Like there's a lot of game breaking bugs in it that are, I thought would have been fixed, but it seems like with every update, they're fixing a few bugs and then introducing Making new bugs. More. That's always with updates in this like new, like, model that games are experiencing it's just like oh just patch it it's like that patch broke more yeah, uh, and yeah. that's just how things work in a development environment but uh, also i i don't know i i just feel like this is also the same game that is was the model free for a time and then once you get to a certain area you have to pay for it it's like you're, you then you're paying for a broken game that's insane yeah, it's free up to, like, level 25. I don't know if that's still happening or if that was, like, a temporary thing to get people into it. Oh, sure. But, like, yeah, it's it's pretty janky. And I'm surprised by the level of it because it is, it is an, like, a third-party studio and it's being published by EA in Origin. So I don't think they're actually working on the development side of it. I think they're just, you know, the ones getting people into it and using their platform to get people into the game yeah. uh, to promote it. But it's like, it's real change. Like, it's not getting better. It's been a few months or maybe a month. I don't know how time it works anymore. Um, it's been a few weeks and there's still pretty regularly I'll jump into a game. It'll say something like error netcode thing. I'm like, okay, that doesn't matter. Like, nothing's broken so far. I'll play a match. And then when it says, when it cues me up for my next match, it bugs out and breaks. And that's what the error was for. So. Right. And, like, yeah, there's plenty of times where it's like, oop, it crashed. All right, let me start. Oop, it crashed again. All right, like, oh, it's crashed again. Let me roll back to the previous update because <sighs> literally this one's not working. Like, it's pretty janky. That sucks. Yeah. So it is fun if there's anything that's going to hold it back. Because, like I said before, when I first started playing it, it's very quick to understand how the game works. And it's very quick to, like, be pretty confident with the mechanics. Like, at the end of the day, it just becomes reaction time. So that's the only real skill necessarily you have to really focus on. Um, and there's different tactics. You know, you can curve balls, lob shots, all this different stuff, and teammate ball. There is strategy to it. Totally. But it's very quick to understand. Like, after three matches, you'll get it. If there's anything holding this game back from becoming really popular and potentially an eSport, it'd be weird if it does. But I'm sure someone's trying because everyone's trying to do it because that's the moneymaker now. If there's anything holding it back from that... It's the jank. It's the bugs and the unpolishedness where it's just crashing constantly. 
Well, you know what? It's almost like I, I'm curious once Epic's done with Fall Guys and it's got them boosted up and it's like, okay, new servers, uh, we got Xbox and Switch players in. It's like, let's buy Knockout City and give it the old treatment to kind of give it better servers, uh, fix the bugs, uh, open the door to all platforms. It, actually, that already might be, and maybe that's part of their problem if they're like having trouble keeping up with that. I'm not really sure. Yeah, it is cross-platform, but I don't know if that's if that's necessarily what's doing it. But right. yeah, I'm not sure. It's it's a smaller team. It's a smaller studio. They're doing like it's incredible what they've accomplished with it. But wow, like yeah, you yeah. need a real overhaul on like some of this netcode stuff because it's not holding up well. I would hope some bigger uh, producer or publisher rather would uh, be able to like buy them up or and be like, let's do give this game the justice it deserves. But it we'll see. Time will tell. I have a feeling it's definitely turning heads, and that's what everybody wants. Like you're you're saying as a player of the game. Yeah, it's fun. It's definitely a great game. But yeah, there's uh, we got like three matches into it, and then my game just continued to crash. Like, I guess I'm done. I guess I can't play anymore tonight, guys. And I had to step out because it just I couldn't get it to load. Yeah, that so, sucks. Yeah, it's I definitely expected that at launch. I expected it to be kind of fine tuned by this point, but it seems like, like I said, with every update, there's another one that's breaking something. So it's it seems like it's just in flux of stability. So, right, that's that's a rough go of it. Uh, besides that, played a little more Hollow Knight. I think I'm pulling back on Hollow Knight just so I have something. Like I felt like I was progressing a little too fast because <laughs> <laughs> even in my original run of Hollow Knight, I only had 35 hours in it, and there's there was still plenty I could have done. But like I I beat the game, I beat the main story of it within 35 hours. Yeah. So I think I was like progressing to the point where I'm like, you know what? Let me save something for myself when I have to fly back on the plane because that's that's you know it's a single player game i can play without the internet and like you know on the plane so yeah that's the one i'll probably be using when i'm you know flying back good so like, airplane let, choice yeah so i'm like let me pull back on this just so i don't you know spoil myself and i still have stuff to play uh, by that point um but i made a good get to like the crystal mines i think is where i left off but good god the fucking hollow knight's so good so good i love that game so much and hell yeah there's one with the crystal mines, you get to that area early on, but you can't progress through it. Like in Metroidvania, you need a certain ability to get through further. So you just kind of stop there. But you see one little bug that's like mining away and singing a little song. It's like, oh, you're a friendly little fellow. And you go away and you come back with the ability to get through. And the corruption, the infection that's kind of destroying all of Hollow Nest in Hollow Knight, you see the little bug miner is not digging anymore. She broke through to the other side and she's just standing there not moving. And you see, like, little orange, like, tinge in her eyes as she's not moving. And then when you get further into the mines, you see all the other miners like her are already corrupted and possessed. And it's like, it's this character that's got maybe five lines of dialogue the whole game. Yeah. Just hums this little noise when you first see her. And then she gets possessed and you never really see her again. And it, the second time I'm playing through, it fucking broke my heart. <laughs> Dude, like, that's crazy. No! Nah! <laughs> I was so upset. Yeah. She's just this little inconsequential little like NPC where it's like, I'm just doing what I'm doing. I'm mining that crystal. I love my job. Do, 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 do. And you come back and she's just like a zombie. It's like, no. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> so bummed. And like the second playthrough, now that I know the story, it's just like, I don't know, it hit harder now because I'm just like, no, it's just a little pill bug. Let her be happy. I love uh, when you like revisit something and it means something new. That's great. Yeah, it carries more weight once you Exactly, that's a better way to say it, yeah. 
And now with all the cryptic messages, now that I know the story, I'm seeing all the cryptic messages. I'm like, ah, that's what this is alluding to. Yes. Ah, they were hinting at this from the very beginning, which, you know, makes sense. They knew the story, but it's just like, ah, good story writing, good world building, good game. Good God, it's a good game. Hell yeah. So uh, that's still great. But yeah, uh, kind of shelving that a bit just for myself. Um, besides that, I got uh, Death's Door, which we talked a bit about uh, way back before it released. So that came out. Uh, I think a few days back. Yeah. Five days ago. Uh, this is being published by a digital developer who have a good tra- track record by me. Love a lot of their games. Oh, digital developer. Yeah. What else have they done? A boatload. Uh, Enter the Gungeon. Yep. It's a big one that I got <laughs> real into. Um, a few other ones. Uh, can I see? Because uh, I want to see the studio. And now I'm forgetting who the studio is. Bring up the store page. Because, uh, yeah, Digital Devolvers, the publisher studio, is uh, Acid Nerve. And so I, I think this might be the first game they've done. Mm, no, they did Titan Souls. That's right. Oh, hell yeah. That game rocks. Yeah, so these are the same developers as Titan Souls, and then it's being published by Digital Evolver. Um So I got maybe like seven hours into that game. And last I checked, last time I played... I was like 20% of the way through, but that was like when I was like three hours into it or something, or maybe four hours. So it doesn't seem like that long of a game, and it's very kind of Zelda-esque. It's uh, isometric top-down, sort of like Bastion uh, combat and like Hades and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, And it sets it out very early of like, you're this little crow, you're a Reaper of Souls, uh... Reaping Souls, it's just bureaucratic, p- pushing paper stuff, so it's just very boring and mundane, but it's like, hey, you gotta punch the clock, you gotta reap those souls. Uh, and early on, you get a big soul, you, you fight this boss, it's like the tutorial boss, it's pretty easy. And then right as you go to collect it, you get bopped on the head by a bigger crow, who steals the soul from you. And then when you go chase him down, he takes the soul and pushes it through Death's Door, which is, like, locked away, and he can't get through, and he's like, oh... I stole your I stole your giant soul because I thought a giant soul would open it uh, because the creature I'm hunting, the creature I was tasked to reap, went through that door and I can't open that door until we have enough souls. So I put yours in there hoping to get through, but it didn't open. So now we're in the same boat. Uh, so now you have to go and get these three other giant souls to try and open Death's door to then get your soul back and then he'll get his soul back. Or the soul they're trying to reap, not their souls. Okay. Um, and like that's kind of the main plot of it. So it's like, okay, cool. You go to these three areas. Here, there's kind of a middle hub world that kind of connects them all that you can travel around and get puzzles with. Um, as the basic layout, it's like very Zelda esque kind of a dungeon crawler and stuff. Immediately though, with that plot, I'm just like, hey, fuck this big crow, fuck this guy, because he basically said like, it's basically like, hey, I'm trying to get into my apartment building, but my key is locked inside. <laughs> So I stole your key and threw oh, it aside to get my key, and now both of our keys are locked inside. It's like, well, what the fuck? Like, yeah. I wasn't doing anything. Why'd you drag me into this? So it's just like, they portrayed as like, oh, it's this wise and old crow who's been on the force for a long time, and he'll kind of give you hints. On- I was like, no, fuck this guy. Fuck him and everything he stands for. Like, I'm so mad at this guy, because he has no reason to have done what he did, and he just drags you into this. Um... One thing I love is playing as the little crow is you're basically just a bird with a sword. Like, it's 
like your link where you're you're you don't speak at all. You don't really emote at all. You're kind of just this generic JRPG sort of character. Um but you're just a little crow. And anytime someone's talking to you, his head's twerking and like or not twerking, that's something different <laughs> <now>. uh, Twitching? <laughs> I don't know. His head yeah, his head's twitching and like bobbing around and going back and forth, and he's just like fidgeting around like a crow. Like it seems like all of the other crows in this establishment are sentient beings who have established a society and a work. And it seems like you're just a literal crow. You're just a real ass bird who just happens to have a sword. Basically and, just a bird with a sword. I love that. Yeah. At one point you get food and it's like ramen. So he has like chopsticks and like, you know, the soup bowl. And you see him just throw the chopsticks away and just start pecking at it like a bird. I was like, this is just a feral animal. This isn't a person. <laughs> like, and I kind of love that. It's very, there's very little real interaction. Like, beyond just those two instances. Yeah. But I, I think it's just a lot funnier, like, all these other people being very well-spoken and sentient beings. It's like, you're just a crow that happens to have arms and legs. Like, that's it. You're not you're not a person. <laughs> um, But yeah, there's a ton of, like, little characters in it that are really fun. The guy that serves you ramen is a dead, quote, he's a sea captain, wink, wink. Uh, he's clearly a dead body being puppeted by a squid. And he's like, ah, yes, let me give you the soup with my human mammalian digital fingers. Here nice. you go. And it's just like very obviously being like just puppeting a corpse, which is very macabre and funny, though. Um, yeah, it's a great little world. It's really stylized. Uh, you have to hunt down like three bosses. One of the bosses I beat was uh, the urn witch, who's got different like urns and vases on people's heads. Uh, she says, if you wear an urn on your head, death doesn't see you. And that's how she's avoided death this whole time. So you have to kind of collect her soul for, you know, to find the laws of nature. Okay. And she's got a real Studio Ghibli Spirited Away witch vibe to her. Yeah, definitely. Just a real big, wide, like, character. And, like, hey, that design works. People love that design for a reason. So they're like, for hey, sure. Use that. And it's really charming. Um, Gameplay-wise, there's not a ton. There is some collectibles, but not a ton. It's, it's kind of linear because it's like, it, it's metroidvania in the sense of like you get upgrades and you come back to areas but there's it's you're not going to be pulling your hair out trying to 100 percent perfect uh a run of this game and get every little collectible because there's okay. not there's not a ton i think i'm probably about halfway through and you find uh chris, different crystals to upgrade your health and your energy level or like your power level um you find four of those and they give you a new, another slot in either of those categories i'm probably about halfway through and i've only gotten one health upgrade, and I got three out of the four crystals for my energy levels. And I'm halfway through, so like, yeah. you, you don't get a ton of, like, you don't get a ton of health. That's one thing uh, with this. It's very much, I don't like saying Dark Souls combat, because it's 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 evolved now beyond that point. It's We can't just pinpoint it to Dark Souls. Sure. But it's very much just low HP, bob and weave, you gotta be real precise with your attacks, and just hope for the best. Um, because you start the game with four hearts, four health, and four energy bars. And about halfway through the game, I got five hearts, or five health, and four energy bars. So, the way you heal in this is if you get, like, a seed, you plant it in a pot, and it'll grow a flower. And you you take that flower, and that'll heal you. But you can't take it with you. You can't carry it with you. So, if you're ever in a fight, you just have to survive with whatever health you have. So, every boss fight, you have four health. Right. And you just can't get hit four times. You can't heal mid-combat. You can't take a potion out. You can't take the flower out. So it's just, 
it's pretty rough because it's just like you, you have this limited amount of health and that never upgrades and you can't heal mid battle. You can yeah. only heal after. So it's pretty challenging in that regard, but it's, you know, you learn the tactics. It, it's not, it's not Dark Souls challenging. You learn the tactics and you can get around them pretty quick. It's, you know, simple enough. Yeah. It's like um, Titan Souls. It sounds like, the, yeah, the sp- yeah, spiritual exactly. successor. Yeah. Very much so. Um, yeah, it's fun. It's really stylized. It's fun. It's very cute. The writing is charming. There's signs pointing like this way to the forest temple and you cut the sign in half like in Zelda. And then when you read the sign, it says like, like the letters are cut in half because you cut the sign in half. That's funny. So it's like charming in ways like that. Um, after I got, you know, a little spoiler, uh, after I beat the wit- uh, Urn Witch, I got her soul. I ended up running into like the big boss of the company. And he's like, oh, you're Bert. Uh, like, oh, you came to my office directly. I didn't expect that. I haven't seen a crow in a long time. And you see him just like sitting there like drinking like a cup of tea. He's like, beaks, huh? What about, what are they about? Weird, right? <laughs> and it's just kind of like the, the dialogue is very like casual, but like kind of like witty and funny. And he's like, ah, you brought me a giant soul. You want your reward? Here you go. And he just gives like a golf clap. He's like, well done. Congratulations. You did great. Get the hell out of my office. It's like, uh, so it's pretty, it's pretty funny and charming in uh, a lot of that regards. Nice. My biggest complaint would be uh, you kill a bunch of enemies, you get souls, and you can upgrade your abilities. So you can upgrade your strength, your speed, your kind of like dexterity for like uh, ranged attacks. So you can, you have like a, you get a bow and arrow, you get different spells. So you can do those faster, or you can upgrade your spells themselves. Um, so you have four categories you can upgrade. They don't seem to do anything. I haven't noticed a marketable difference whenever I upgrade them. Huh. Uh, one of them is speed, so you can attack faster. I can see that I'm attacking a little faster than when I started, but I'm four upgrades in the speed, and it's like barely noticeable. That sucks. With strength, you you can get different weapons, so I just got like a big lightning hammer recently. Uh, my sword does a base of like one times the damage. The hammer does 1.25 times the damage. Uh, with some enemies, it t- when I first started, the sword took three hits on the basic enemy to kill him. With the hammer, it takes three hits with the basic attack to kill. I've upgraded my strength to do more damage three times now. It takes three hits to kill all these enemies. Maybe wow. The lo- maybe the lower enemies with the hammer, it'll take two now. But like that's that's kind of it. That's bizarre. Yeah, so, like, with these upgrades, I don't see a difference, and they're expen- I mean, I don't have anything else to spend the souls on. I can't, like, buy items or consumables. Yeah. But, like, I don't- there's no noticeable difference. Like, I would- I would have a- I would kill an enemy in three attacks. I'd go get a strength upgrade, attack the hammer that does a little more damage, and then it would still take three attacks to kill that enemy. So, I'm just like, what- Yeah, what what did did that do? Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of my biggest complaint. Like and like I said, you can still play the game. It's like I still beat the bosses and stuff. I, I'm two bosses into it, um, and I think there's probably like a third and fourth boss. Um, so like you can still play it. It's not like it's stopping you from playing. But it's just like, why are these upgrades here? They don't seem to be doing anything. So like, why? <laughs> right. It kind of feels like an afterthought of like, ah, we, you know, it feels like there's no progression. Let's put a progression system in there. It's like, oh, well, that'll change the mechanics of the game. It's like, no, 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 just put the progression system in, but don't tie it to anything. It's like, okay. It's like, so it just feels like a placebo of like an upgrade tree where I'm like, right. I'm upgrading stuff, but nothing's happening. That sucks. Hopefully yeah. they fix that. 
I don't know if it's intentional. I don't know if it's just like so minuscule that I can't really notice. Like I, I can shoot and draw my bow and arrow back like pretty fast now. That's the most noticeable one I've noticed. But like damage and like actual speed of my attacks, really slight. Really, maybe that's slight. the joke though. You're just a bird though, so it's just like maybe. Nah, now nah, I'm teasing. Maybe the actual hero is being upgraded somewhere off camera, and yes. like, yeah, I'm just the bird. Like who knows? Um, but yeah, that that'd probably be my biggest gripe with this. Um, that's reasonable. With the health, like they make it a point of saying like, ah, you're a reaper of souls. You're immortal. But when you're going out to get a soul, when you're out in like the material world, you're mortal again, so you can die. So be careful. I was like, ah, it's like a roguelike. I die, I have to go collect my souls again, I come back. No. If you hmm. die, you reset at the door, you, you came through last, and then you just do it again. There, there's really no punishment for dying, other than oh. you just have to run back to where you were last. Interesting. So, like... That's not that big of a deal if I'm dying like on a puzzle or if I'm just fu- dying against like a horde of like you know minions or something. Yeah, I'll die. I'll respawn. I'll run back and just do it again. It's fine. Like there's no real consequence to death, despite it being a big part of the game. Well, that's so, like, kind of chill. It's it's nice because it's not brutally punishing and it's nice to play like a relaxing. Game. The game's only twenty bucks, so I yeah. don't imagine it's what very long. It's much longer than what I've already played. But like it is very cute. It's very charming. Well written. The mechanics. Like, it works well. I haven't noticed any bugs or anything. Um, like, nothing glitching through stuff. It's a little cryptic at times. I don't know if there's certain areas that are puzzles or not puzzles. And, like, I know there are secrets in the game. So, like, I I don't know. There's an area of a bunch of pots sitting around. And I break them and they'll, re- they'll reform themselves after a few seconds. And I don't know if that's a puzzle. If I break them all in time. If I, like, find a secret. Or if that's just environmental set dressing. So, yeah. it's kind of vague in regards to that times. Um, but yeah, it's it's fun. It's great. Definitely recommend it. But yeah, my biggest complaint would be just the upgrade tree seems pointless. Um, but like I said, you can, you can do the rest of the game without it. It's not like it, it it feels pointless. But I'm still progressing through the game without any real issue. So uh, it, I guess it's not a bad thing. Right. It's not, like, it's not like it's holding the game back, and I'm too weak to progress. But it does just feel kind of weird and vague. Um. And, oh, another thing of, like, being a bird, you just find trinkets around the levels. You find little knickknacks, and when you come back to the hub world, they're piled up on your desk. And uh, in your items, it doesn't call them trinkets. It calls them shiny things. So, like, it really makes me think I'm just a bird. Yeah. I really think I'm just a bird. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, so I'm enjoying that. Like I said, it's 20 bucks. Definitely recommend it. It's very charming. It's very fun. It's, you know... It's a little challenging if it's this kind of if it's your kind of game. Um, if you like being challenged like Dark Souls, it might be a little underwhelming for you. If you want yeah. just a chill sort of Zelda esque kind of dungeon crawler in just a very cute world, yeah, this is great. Um, good game so far. Uh, Death Store was the name of it. Um, yeah, sounds amazing. I'm excited about that one. Yeah, uh, and then the other thing I've been playing a lot of put Hollow Knight down. I picked this up on the Switch was Pokemon Unite. Oh, that's right. I did see that. I was going to at least mention it in our show topics. I know nothing about it other than I've seen a few streamers play it. It's a MOBA and it's free? Yeah. So, for anyone who doesn't know, MOBA is. Uh, I'm going to look this up right now just so I get Wait, that Mobile Online Battle Arena, right? There it is. Yeah, Mobile Online Battle Arena. Uh, so, that's akin to League of Legends, Dota 2, Heroes of the Storm, Smite, all those kinds of games where it's just team of 5v5 Pokemon. 
or depending on the match, it's different teams, uh, go into an arena. They fight. You fight minions to get points. Uh, pretty standard stuff for a MOBA. Or actually multiplayer, maybe not mobile. <laughs> I oh, was yeah, guessing. Yeah, whoops. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the caveat with this is it's Pokemon. The downside of it is I noticed right when it started, it was made by Tencent and uh, Timit Games, which is a studio owned by Tencent. Tencent is the parent company to League of Legends and like a thousand other game studios and unfortunately have a lot of game studios under the belt. So I'm not thrilled about playing one of their games because they're kind of monopolizing uh, a lot of this stuff. And it's okay. they're not great. So I'm not thrilled about that. You know there was a deal behind the scenes that allowed them to do this Pokemon thing. And yeah, they're it, uh, it's going to take off. Yeah, it's very much. It wasn't like League of Legends. It's very much the parent company of Tencent being like, hey, Nintendo. Trust us with it because we have like four other MOBA games. Right. We know the formula and we're also gigantic enough where no one can like beat us in this market. And we own the Monopoly. Let's go. And it's like, all right, fair enough. So Pokemon gives them the IP. But totally. Yeah. So that's unfortunate right off the bat. But it is a good beginner game. Well, see, it's a good beginner game because everyone's starting off and there's no professional MOBA players that are dominating the scene quite yet. That's already gone. They're already they're already there. It's already a ton of them. It's, oh, it's of course. Rough. It's going to yeah. happen within like the first week. It already happened. It's already here. Yeah. Um, it is a good... I don't know if it is a good one, though, because it's a good beginner MOBA if anyone wants to try it and not be in League of Legends and all that hellscape. Because um, it is just settles you in, and it is for mobile. In September, I think, it's coming out on mobile. But right now, it's just on Switch. And it's pretty limited in what you can and can't do, and it teaches you a lot. There's a lot of information in it, and then there's a lot of information not in it that should be in it. Hmm. So, for example, if you play a match, uh, you finish it, you see your scores and rankings. Some people get medals, like different medals, depending on how well they did. Like, most damage, most healing, most assist, most scoring, all this stuff. Those medals aren't anywhere in the game. They don't tell you what those are. We, like me and my friends who were playing it, had to find like a third-party website online to tell us what those medals represented because no one knows. And uh, if you go into your items, there's uh, you can buy different items to help uh, improve your abilities. You can upgrade those items to get them stronger. We found out there's a little recommendation page where it recommends like what the game recommends you item builds you do for a character and what like the master-ranked players are using for their item builds for this character. I didn't find that until like last night and I've been playing for like a week now. Yeah. So like there's a good amount of information that it doesn't tell you. One item, for example, is it increases your special attack damage for a Pokemon. Do you know what your special attack damage is for that Pokemon? No, it's not in the game. It doesn't tell you that anywhere. Yeah. So I'm just like, I don't, how do, do I use special, like Mr. Mime focuses on special attacks while Machamp focuses on physical attacks. I had to, once again, find that on a third-party website because it's not in the game telling me that anyway. Yeah, that's annoying. So there's a good there's a good amount of information in here to tell you how to play the game. There's a lot of inf- in-depth information that tells you how to like master the game and like get better at it that's not in the game, which is kind of frustrating. It relies you on being a hardcore Pokemon fan. Well, it's like, well, clearly this Pokemon has this, and it's like, uh, maybe, but, but I don't know. But even that, that doesn't matter because like typing advantage, like uh, fire being weak to water, that doesn't matter. So some hmm. of the stuff you know about Pokemon doesn't matter, and some of the wow. stuff you do know about Pokemon does matter. So right. Like, I don't, uh, that's what? Yeah, so that's it's confusing. it's kind of cryptic and vague. Um, it is fun, though. It's broken up into different categories of, like, support class, speedster class, offense class, defense class, all-around class, like, for the different Pokemon. 
Uh, you got, like I said, you got Mr. Mime, you got Pikachu, you got Machamp, some of the classics, Venusaur, Charizard. And yeah, Mr. Mime, everyone's favorite. I unironically am in a Mr. Mime main. Right God now. damn it. He is. So here's the thing with Mr. Mime. He's support. You start off, you get, when you're starting the game, you get two abilities. Depend, like, sorry, vague. Uh, you start playing the game. As you progress, you level up in the game. And at different levels, you get abilities and you can upgrade those abilities. Okay. So when you start off Mr. Mime, he gets Fake Out, which is like a clap. And then you get a little stronger and you get Barrier, which he puts up walls, which is his main support. Uh, so if you're being attacked by an enemy, you can put up a wall to give yourself some distance and run away. And then uh, as you level up, you get different abilities. You can get Confusion or Psychic. And then you can get uh, Light Screen or Guard Swap. So those are the different abilities you can like branch into. Mm-hmm. Uh, light screen is just a stronger barrier. Same thing, but now you can like stack them and have multiple uh, light screens ready to throw out at any time. Uh, confusion is just like a beam. It'll hit the enemy, stun them for a bit, and do some decent damage. The trick is, with Mr. Mime, you get guard swap, which swaps your defense and special defense with the enemy you hit, and it'll slow them down uh, as well. And then if you hit an ally with guard swap, it'll just speed both of you up. So it's like a boost for you and a teammate and a debuff for an enemy. Oh, nice. Hit an enemy with guard swap and then hit them with psychic. It combos and you take out like a third of their health guaranteed. It does massive damage. Damn. I don't know if people aren't aware of it or if they're not ready for it. But, like, I'll be in the thick of it. You're not like, ready for the truth. <laughs> they ain't ready for Mr. Mime. Get these hands, bitch. Yeah. Uh, I'll go at it with, like, a Machamp. And he's like, oh, I'm going to dominate this guy. And he's doing big damage. I'll hit Guard Swap and Psychic and take out, like, half of his health instantly. And you see the panic of them go, oh, fuck. Like, oh, no. And then they try to run away. Get him a Guard Swap again. They're slower now. You catch up to him. You just hunt them down. Mr. Mime is terrifying. Yeah, he really is. Um, And then you always have an ultimate move as well. Uh, so it's a fun game. It's it's a MOBA. It's like I don't play MOBAs a lot, so this is a fun like learning experience for me. Getting involved, the two friends I'm playing with, they're like big into MOBAs, so they know the strategies. Big differences between this and like City Heroes is City Heroes. I would like jump into a like a, a like throng of people going at it, a cluster, and just tear shit up like with a Reinhardt or something. Mm-hmm. MOBAs are different. MOBAs is all about poking. You have to run in, poke the enemy, and then run back. Run in, poke the enemy, and then run back. You don't want to get caught in all of that. So that's a very different strategy I have to get used to, and it's really tough to play. Gotta poke some Pokemon. Pretty much. Uh, it is it. fun. <laughs> it is fun. There's clearly some Pokemon that are just way stronger than others. Cinderace has massive range and damage. Camerant, which is just this bird that shoots fish at you is currently the meta because it does so much damage and has so much crowd control and range that you can never escape from it and it'll hunt you down like a goddamn nightmare. It's I hate that bird. That horrible bird's ruining that game. Damn. Uh, there's already articles saying like, this dumb fucking bird's ruining Pokemon Unite. Like people are already like tilted because it's so strong. So there's definitely going to be balancing issues they're going to have to address. Sure. My biggest complaint though is something I got pointed out recently by a friend. Is during the game, during the last two minutes of the game, Zapdos appears in the center of the map. And uh, if your team teams up, no one can defeat Zapdos by itself, or you shouldn't be able to. If you're strong enough to do that, you got fed like crazy. Uh, so a team is supposed to go into the center, defeat Zapdos. If you defeat Zapdos, you can go to the enemy's bases and throw your points in to kind of destroy them. 
Uh, normally when you're throwing your points in to destroy the base, you have to charge it up, and if you get hit, you're interrupted by it. With the Zapdos buff, you can just do it instantly. You don't have to charge up at all. Right. And then when you do it, it doubles the points you throw in. So it's oh, easier. wow. It's easier to destroy the bases that only have like 80 HP. You throw in 40 points, you take it out instantly. Right. So the thing is, Zapdos is essentially the golden snitch of Pokemon Unite. That's a good, yeah, that makes sense. Because once you get this, you win. That's not that's not for debate. That's an objective fact of do whatever you want for the first eight minutes of this game. You can fuck around. You can die all you want. It does not matter. You get Zapdos, you win. Your team wins every time. And that's what the meta is. That's the most effective uh, tactic. I forget what meta means. It's an ab- abbreviation. Uh, but that's that's the best thing to do. And there's casual matches. There's like fun side matches. And then there's ranked match already. And that's what every single ranked match is. is it's just defeat everyone, Zapdos. Everyone's just doing whatever for eight minutes, and then when Zapdos appears, everyone's either attacking Zapdos or stopping the other team from attacking Zapdos. And right, their team's doing it behind them. That's all it is because that's how you win every single game. Well, that's the thing. It's such a brand new game. I'm sure they're going to introduce new modes and stuff, like maybe a Moltres map or something. But even and even with that, it should ah, it should vary. <laughs> yeah. So. They already got new Pokemon they're going to introduce. I think Blissey is rumored to be the next one for a support character. Um, Yeah, so I'm sure they're going to introduce new stuff. There's only one map right now for the basic match. Um, So yeah, they're just going to introduce more stuff as it goes out. And they'll have to rebalance and address different stuff. But yeah, right now it's just get Zaptus and win. And as soon as my friends pointed out that to me and I saw it in action... I lost a lot of interest in the game. Because it's just the golden snitch where it makes the rest of the game pointless. I'm just wasting eight minutes until this big lightning bird appears. And then we're just dogpiling on it to see who gets it first. And that's the game. It's like, that's not, that's not fun anymore for me. So I, I do hope they like kind of rework the legendary bird mechanic. And like, if they keep it, if they do something different with it, if they just take it out entirely, I'd be fine with that. Maybe it just doesn't need to double the points you're scoring on the other the enemy base because like that would literally just balance it instantly. Like I don't That's know, but it, but it could still give you the the benefit of doing that Instant. instantly. Exactly. Yeah. Like it it's some edge, but not like an insane edge. Like That's the thing. The fact that it does both. Yeah, goes, exactly. There's uh Rotom up at the top, who's another Pokemon you can attack, who's a little tougher, but you can take him on. Uh he'll if he makes his way to one of the bases. Um, the enemy team can intercept him and stop him before he gets there. Uh, but if you get him, he'll join your side, go to the enemy base, and make it so you can do the instant dunk, where you can just you don't have to charge up anymore, you can instantly do it. But it's not double. So there is that mechanic with another Pokemon. Interesting. The fact, the fact that Zapdos gets both, where you get instant dunks and double the uh, points for it. Yeah, that's that, insane. You just clear out whatever bases are left, and then you swarm the center one that can't be destroyed. Like... It's it's nuts. So, and I understand they wanted to be big and powerful, and that's the incentive to get it. But it's too big and powerful, right? So they'll balance it in the future. I'm I'm almost certain. Yeah, I, I'm certainly they're going to do something with it. I, like I said, I'd be fine if they just took it out entirely and gave you some other buff or boost for defeating Zapdos. Yeah, it but, makes sense to walk away until they correct it or something in the meantime. But it, it seems like a fun game, and people are losing their shit over a free Pokemon game. That's the thing. It says like free to start and all that stuff. It's free to play. I've been playing it for a while now. I'm like level 13 or something. No problems. It's just um, microtransactions that are in there. 
So like all these games with microtransactions, there's in-game currency of like four values, and you can spend money to get those quicker. So you can upgrade your items faster. You can buy you can buy all the Pokemon. You only have certain Pokemon, you unlock them different ways, but you can buy them with money. So there's that incentive of like it's pretty much pay to win in some regard because uh, you can buy upgrade uh, items and upgrade them really high. Um, the only thing I noticed that is exclusively purchasable that you can't get in game is the cosmetics. You get po- some Pokemon at different costumes. Like I got one for free where my Venusaur is in like a Hawaiian shirt and like a scuba like mask. Um, Mr. Mime has like a golden tuxedo and a top hat. If you want to buy those, that's real money you have to buy to get them. Okay. Everything else is like that in-game currency where it's like, yes, you can farm it for like five months to buy one thing, or you can just drop five bucks and buy like ten of them right away. Yep. So other than that, though, it is free. So I'm like, it, I, I'd expect it to be worse. I expect it to be like Knockout City where like play up to level 10, then you have to purchase the game. But no, it seems to be just full of microtransactions, which, you know, suck. But I, I don't think it's pay to win enough yet. Like, Zapdos is kind of the biggest thing right now. So once they balance that stuff out, maybe the pay to win items will be more of a problem. But, you know, like we said, it's new. It came out like this week or something. So right. it's still real fresh. Yeah, time uh, will tell. Yeah. It is fun, though, and it's free. It's You can dabble in it. Uh, there's other smaller modes if you don't want to do ranked. I, ranked is the competitive one where everyone dogpiles on Zapdos. I do the casual, just free to play or free modes where it's not as strategic and it's still fun to play. So yeah, anyone who's interested in it, it's definitely fun. If you want to learn what a MOBA is, you can do with this. It's very much a particular game though, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't capture anyone new who's not already interested in MOBAs. Sure, so, that makes sense. Yeah. Very cool. Oh, well, I guess we can uh, maybe wrap this episode up but and do some – or actually, before the plugs, let's see if there's anything in the show topics. I don't have hardly anything. I did just want to shout out uh, that Jeff Bezos flew off in a rocket ship that looked very phallic-shaped, and uh, there was all yeah. these Austin Power memes going around. And, man, it's just insane how Dr. Evil and him look very similar. And, yeah, the dick-shaped rocket joke that was in that movie, it's just like, what timeline are we living in, Bren? Uh, the capitalism one. Yeah. The bad one. The I one mean, with I mean, a the literal Dr. Evil flying a space dick. Yep. It's yeah, weird so how all these billionaires are trying to get off this planet instead of, you know, spending the money to try and save it. But, yep. Yeah. Oh, that That's disgusting. I saw that yeah. meme where it's like, yeah, the guy's sweating and trying to decide between a button and one was it. Yeah. Spend uh, 10 minutes in space or end world hunger. It's like, God yep. damn it. it um, fully possible to do it. They're just choosing not to. Exactly. Uh, and then the other one that I had is another real kind of just like goofy one. Uh, Snoop Dogg's been Twitch streaming recently, and it's like, oh, it sounds like, yeah, I want to go check that out, right? Yeah. Well, maybe not. Uh, he's <laughs> hasn't been uh, – he's been muted the whole time, like for at least three <laughs> streams. And the problem there is I feel like he probably is like confident in just like going in being like, I'm just going to turn off the chat feature because of all the trolls and shit. And that way I can just be me and do my thing and stream for everybody. The problem yeah. is you're not getting any live feedback from everyone being like, bro, you're muted. And uh, <laughs> it's been consistent for a while that people are writing articles about it being like, we're watching his streams and it's like fun and everything, but we can't hear a damn thing he's saying. So it's just like, <laughs> uh, so hopefully he's getting this feedback some way or another. 
So it's like his mic is muted, not like DMCA where he's playing his own music and yes. like the stream is being muted in the VOD later. It's, it's like- his mic. Yeah. <laughs> it's just insanely goofy. Oh, and what's another thing that happened, like he's also famous for kind of antics like this where he like ended a stream and walked away and was live for another like eight hours of just streaming his chair because he didn't realize he didn't go. And then when he comes back, he's like, he has like this moment where he's just like, oh, I'm still alive. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, uh, poor Snoop Dogg. I mean, I'm not surprised that he's struggling a little bit. (laughs) I also don't think he gives a shit, which is, no, not at all. That's what makes him Snoop Dogg. Exactly. I feel like he probably like got all sorts of subs and shit. Oh yeah, (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) Just a muted stream. But yeah, I had to shout that out. I saw a streamer get locked out of his office like while he was streaming for like six hours. And yeah, sure enough, there was a massive sub stream. Like people were gifting subs like crazy and stuff as a joke. And it's like, hey, that worked out great. I'll do that more often. Right? Uh, Oh, man. Anything uh, from you, though, before we wrap this up? Yeah, real quick. Uh, So uh, EVGA, I don't know if you're supposed to say that, uh, their video cards apparently being burnt out and destroyed. This is clearly a hardware issue, but it seems like the game that's stressing them the most that is reporting the most cases of these games being of these uh, cards being burnt out is new world that MMO oh yeah from amazon studios that we talked about a bit yep um the beta is out for it right now so i know some people are in the beta. i think doves is actually in the beta i saw him on steam playing it i am myself i i could be oh. playing it but i'm not <laughs> i don't have a computer that's good enough and yeah, maybe it's if, good or not yeah wow so yeah it's clearly a hardware issue that game alone like no game should be burning out graphics cards by themselves. That's clearly a hardware issue with the card itself. But, like, apparently it's pretty common with New World of, like, stressing it to a breaking point. So that's Wow, crazy that's crazy. Yeah, look out for that, listener. Uh, yikes. And those aren't cheap. The RTX 3090s, no, those no, are the most are recent ones. Yeah. Yeah, so it's clearly like, hey, that money was not well spent. That's got to go back in and get some tune-ups. Uh, yikes. Thing, uh, as is tradition, ending on a depressing note. Oh, uh, God damn it! <laughs> it's a big enough story where we'll address it, but we're not nearly close enough to professional journalism to go in-depth about it. Uh, the state of California is suing Activision and Blizzard for Whoa. Uh, inhospitable uh, workplace environments. Um, this isn't just like a flippant, like, this isn't like Naughty Dog, where the people are like, we're overworked and stressed and harassed and all this stuff. Which is very valid and bad and shitty, and Naughty Dogs definitely does have a problem with that. For sure. This is the, this isn't a former employer suing an old company. This is the state of California had a two-year investigation into Blizzard for harassment and poor working conditions, and they are suing them. And they have lots of material that they put online. Like you can read the deposition of all of the things they were suing for. It is horrific of like male co uh, male workers being just aggressively drunk at work and having females crawl on their hands and knees between their desks like as they parade them around like a frat house and just a lot of like various degrees of assault but like emotional physical and sexual assault at like it's real fucking bad so yeah blizzard remember a few weeks ago when i said blizzard sucks ass here's definitive proof yeah, no, for sure. Uh, Omega Yikes doesn't even cut it. That's the thing. I was 
in a Wawa of all places, and I heard some guy loudly talking on the phone, being like, "Yeah, it's Blizzard, man." He was like talking about this exact same thing. I'm like, "Yeah, I can't blame you for being upset." He's probably like a huge Blizzard fanboy, and then it's just like, yep. "Yeah, the way they treated women was absolutely atrocious." And I'm like, "Dude, as any fan of anything, it's just like you can't support that kind of behavior." So I'm glad what goes around comes around. At the end of the day, I do full heartedly well, we'll believe see. in karma. The problem is, yeah, it, sometimes uh, karma doesn't fully get delivered and well if it's the full state coming at you you know you fucked up so i think it's gonna be interesting yeah yeah and there's a lot of people coming out like especially a lot of women saying like hey blizzard's horrific and definitely like one of the worst of this but there's plenty if not every game studio has done that i've heard stuff about god it's so sad our industry is like just plagued with this problem it's like it's just disgusting it's super shitty so if anything if hopefully blizzard gets nailed with this and that'll change the tone of like yeah hey blizzard's one of the biggest they're not safe from this bullshit so like instead of slapping the wrist on the perpetrators or firing the people that report the issues maybe just fire the people that are doing the issues and stop protecting them because no one's good enough to be able to get away with sexual assault no it's insane but it's so unfortunately prevalent not even in video like very much a video game industry, but sure, in other industry. industry, music industry, uh, yeah. TV and film. Oh my god, yeah, all of it. So it's it's super shitty. But that's that's probably a news story you'll be hearing a lot about for the oncoming few weeks. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad Th- that's our coverage of it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's as much as we'll do with it because we are not professional enough to touch that. Yeah. That being said, I think we're about at time. Let's wrap this episode up and do some plugs. Uh, Brian, you have another podcast. Let's uh, tell our listeners about it. Yeah, I got a podcast called Are We There Yet? Where we watch three episodes of an anime or a movie and give a recap of it with our opinions. It's a good jumping in point for different animes if you're interested and want to hear a brief summary of what they're about, if they're really good or not. Um, we've done a few. We've done, I think, the one that's coming out today is uh, Blood Blockade Battlefront. And uh, I'll give you a little hint, listeners. I watched the whole first season of that show after doing that podcast, and I don't know what the fuck that show's about. God it damn. It is objectively confusing as shit and not That's good. <laughs> anime for you sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, so there's, there's some, we found some good ones that are really good. And then there's a lot of just, what the, how did this get made? What is this? Yes. I love that. Uh, and listener, if you like our show, uh, thank you. Uh, but if you want to find <laughs> us on anywhere, uh, we're findable at all the places at ABT Silence. Uh, tell a family member, tell a friend. Uh, I'm also streaming at twitch.tv slash ABT Silence. Uh, lots of variety, you know, fall guys. Uh, but, <laughs> I did just do a speed run of Kingdom Hearts just to say I could do it. Um, and then I'm trying to think if there's anything else on the horizon. I'll probably be finishing uh, Pokemon Sword uh, relatively soon. So, yeah, stop by and say hi. Um, and then, yeah, I also have a record label. It's MissedOutRecords.com if you want to see what tapes and vinyl are available for sale over there. And the band that does our intro and outro music is a band called Kinda Alright. Head over to KindaAllRight.BandCamp.com for more music from them. But that'll do it for this week. Hope to see you guys next time. See ya. See you.